How good is Michael Carter? I'm talking about the North Carolina running back. I'm talking about the guy that you can probably steal away in almost every rookie-only draft you have coming up. Even a redraft league, you can probably steal him away. People are ranking him at like number six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes nine or ten in a rookie-only draft, which is a steal. And and he's in the arguably the second best at now landing spot. Now I know ETN and Javonta Williams probably are better long-term options. I'm not saying take Carter over those guys, but what I'm telling you is you most certainly are looking at steel potential. Every time you see Michael Carter available, when you get into that murky, do I take a quarterback? Do I take one of these running backs I don't necessarily love? That's when Michael Carter's sitting there, and he shouldn't be. Let's, let's break down everything Michael Carter. Redraft Dynasty, you name it. Let's go. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. I love Michael Carter. I love Michael Carter. I love his landing spot. This North Carolina running back, 21 years old, 200 pounds. Some say 205, 208, a lot of different weights out there. But he he can easily play at 210. He can gain some weight. But Michael Carter, 5'9", 5'10", in that range, 205 to 210 pounds is probably what he'll play at. That's a, that's a decent, good-sized running back. It It's on the verge of... Maybe a tad small, but not not so small that he can't be a workhorse in the right environment. And right environment, he has landed, people, in this New York Jets football offense, which I think is about to turn everything around. Give them a year, but don't be shocked if the Jets look really darn good in this first year out the gate with the new revamped look led by Zach Wilson. That's been the difference maker. That's the reason the Jets have been a black hole from a fantasy and just plain football perspective is because they haven't had the quarterback. They have that piece now. Not only that, they had two first-round picks, an early second-round pick. They addressed the offensive line. They got Michael Carter. They got a wide receiver. They also got Denzel Mims already on the roster, and they have what I consider to be a potential top-six fantasy quarterback of the future. Overall, I'm not talking about just rookies. He's number two slash three. Why, why slash three? Because Lance is in such a good spot. You might have Wilson and Lance fighting constantly for that second quarterback spot in fantasy football and NFL football. And Trevor Lawrence, of course, you know, in the mix for the one, two, three. Like all three of these guys wouldn't shock me if we're talking about all three of them every year. Who's the better? quarterback from this draft class this is that Peyton Manning type thing where where you're arguing Peyton Manning versus other quarterbacks and you're like which one's the best from the class this is what we're talking about we have potentially three but more more likely two with a third on the on the fringe but likely two quarterbacks from this draft class with a fringe third trying to get in that are going to be top five, top six overall quarterbacks for the future. And you can argue with me till you're you're blue in the face. I don't care. And I know that we're talking about Michael Carter here, so I'm going to get off this tangent real quickly and get back on, on the point here. But 
You got Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, you got Justin Herbert, you got Kyler, and then after that, you can argue Lamar and Lawrence, Lamar and Zach Wilson. Uh, you can argue Dak and Lawrence, Dak and Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. You cannot sit here and tell me that I can't rank Lawrence or Wilson or Trey Lance at five or six. This draft has three electric elite quarterbacks that are going to be top six bound. Again, two of them in there, one of them on the fringe, or maybe they all three rotate bouncing in and out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fire. And we're back on the topic of Zach Wilson because that relates to my Michael Carter point. Michael Carter lands in a revamped offense that's on its way up. This offense is going to be amazing. It's going to take maybe time, maybe not. Like the Buffalo Bills, when I said that Josh Allen would be a top four quarterback, it took a little while, but not long. It was a quick turnaround. He did really well rushing the football, looked great as a rookie. People said, oh, he's not accurate, though. He's only a running quarterback. The dude is accurate. He's every bit as good as any passing quarterback, pocket passer in the NFL. He's improving every year. He finally got a weapon in Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs finally got an electric quarterback in Josh Allen, and the two are a match made in heaven. And this offense is only going to get better. This team is only going to get better. And the Buffalo Bills are, are going to be fired. Back on point, because, God, I get sidetracked. The Jets are on that same track. They have the same blueprint, people. The same freaking blueprint. And Michael Carter, he maybe he isn't as good as ETN. Maybe he isn't as good as Javonta Williams. And may, maybe he is. I'm not going to say he isn't. I won't say that he for sure is or that I have this feeling that he's going to be a, a better physical specimen. Was Arian Foster a more gifted running back than LaDainian Tomlinson? No. LaDainian Tomlinson was, was super gifted, but they produced similar numbers. They both were number one overall running back potential. So could Michael Carter in fantasy football outproduce ETN, outproduce Javonta Williams long-term in every year, in and out, every single year, year in, year out? He sure could. He sure could. Am I banking on it? No. Am I telling people to invest at that value? No. Am I saying that it's going to happen? No. What I'm telling you, if you take anything away from this pod, is that Michael Carter should not be ranked as low as he is. By default, he will continue to be. And that's the great news. Nothing's going to change. You can tell people about this. You can talk about it. It can be out there in the ether. Hey, Michael Carter could be the second best running back in this draft class. Not will be. Could be. And no one's going to do anything about it because you got Kyle Pitts. You got... The two top two, top three wide receivers. You have ETN and Javonta Williams. You have, of course, Najee Harris. By default, and, and rightfully so, there's nothing wrong with ranking every single name I just said ahead of Michael Carter, but it protects Carter into a very low-risk situation that he'll fall in by default. You almost can guarantee yourself, name three wide receivers, uh, uh, the Kyle Pitts, and at least two running backs. So that's... Five, or that's three wide receivers, four, five. Probably number seven overall is the maybe six in a crazy league or a crazy situation, but seven. You'll find Carter at seven almost every single time. And that's low risk. And there's nothing anybody's going to do about it because by default, he, he kind of belongs there. He just happens to have the best risk 
versus reward ratio going on in that six, seven, eight, nine, ten overall value. And this guy has no competition. If he stays healthy and is good and is as good as we think he can be, the sky's the limit for this kid. The ceiling, we don't even know where the ceiling is. He doesn't really have a ceiling. He just has to stay healthy. He just has to bring what we think he can bring to the table. And we're looking at an absolute steal that everyone sees coming and no one can do anything about. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty. Woo! <laughs>